0: How do we tell stories that engage, inspire, and have a lasting impact? How do we turn thoughts and ideas into effective and authentic storytelling? How can we use stories to make a difference in our work, lives, and communities? I'm your host, Camille DePutter, and together we'll explore what it means to tell stories with heart. Welcome to another episode of the Storytelling with Heart podcast. Today's episode is going to be a little bit different. There is no guest, it's just me, and it's going to be shorter and a little bit more focused. The topic for today's episode is three common writing mistakes and how to solve them. Now, I'm recording this episode and tackling this subject because... I see a lot of these mistakes happen. I see my clients wrestling with these kinds of things when I'm working with them on developing content. I notice these mistakes as an editor and seek to correct them when I'm working on editing content. And I do notice them frequently as well in other people's published work. And I don't want that to happen to you. So, these are mistakes that can, uh, you know, we all sort of have to work on that we can wrestle with from time to time. It's really not about avoiding mistakes completely, but rather about learning to engage with the things that you're writing in a better way as you go on. And so, my hope is that by bringing some of these common errors and issues to light, that you, when writing or editing your own work, you can just bear them in mind and practice moving away from them or avoiding them or working through them better as an editor. So with that, let's go. The first mistake, first common mistake, is this, too many ideas are you guilty of this? You might immediately recognize that perhaps you are. I find that so often when I'm trying to work on something with a client, whether we are trying to write a 300 to 500 word email newsletter, or we're trying to write a 1500 word article, or we are working on a speech or Honestly, it almost doesn't matter what it is, no matter how many words you've got or how much time you've got, it can be so easy to try to cover more than you realistically can. And there's a couple of reasons why this is important. You might be thinking, oh, if I have too many ideas, this piece is going to be too long or Convoluted. And that's true. Timing is one of the things, you know, keeping things relatively short and concise is often useful. But the other thing here is that if we cram too many ideas within one concentrated um, piece of communication, then it becomes very hard as a reader to understand and take away the story, what this is really about. without getting into too much detail, something that I uh, bring into my workshops and and write and talk about sometimes is the narrative arc. You can go ahead and kind of Google and start to understand a little bit of that on your own of what that's about if you haven't heard that before. but a simple a simplified version of this is to really just think that whenever you read something your brain is trying to understand what the story is like what that story is about you're not going to watch like five different movies at the same time right when you are watching one you're following what is that that thread the the person moving from a to b Uh, What is that particular journey that we're on? That's the story. And if I try to cram too many different ideas that are maybe connected, but don't totally fit together, then it's kind of like I'm playing five movies at one time for somebody rather than just one. So, Really, whenever you go to write, you need to be able to take a step back and say, what is my key idea here? What is the thesis? Now, look, we might have lots of supporting points, many separate um, ideas that all connect back to this one big story, but there's a difference between a supporting point and a tangent. And so you might be wrestling with wanting to communicate a whole bunch of different things in the same piece. And by piece, I mean the article or the newsletter or the email or the speech, what have you. This is its own contained entity. So if you think you're wrestling with this or you might be committing this mistake, the next time you write, before you start writing, think to yourself, What am I really trying to say here? What is my key idea most of all? And then try to keep it in mind as you're writing. But most importantly, once you're done writing, go back and look at what you've written and identify, does everything here support that key idea? Is everything here aligned with that key idea? Or are there some tangents or other ideas That would be better used elsewhere. You want to remember when we're writing, it's kind of like if you're gardening. If you're gonna plant a flower garden, for example, do you take just one flower, you know, one bulb, plant it, put on tons of fertilizer so that it'll grow to be as big and beautiful as possible, just one giant flower? No, you're probably going to put in lots of seeds or bulbs or plants. So remember, it's okay to have more ideas left to say that are not communicated in this specific piece. If you're struggling with packing in too many ideas, one of the issues may simply be that you need more avenues to express yourself. It's that garden analogy. You know, give yourself more flowers in the garden, more opportunities to write and express these ideas. This is another reason why I'm a big fan of email newsletters or something else that is published consistently, because it's going to give you an opportunity to communicate again regularly. So you're not going to feel as much pressure if you're writing an article or something like that to get it all done right in the thing. It's going to give you more options, more time to express and unpack individual ideas. Okay. So that was mistake number one. Mistake number two is this. I call it a bunch of information. This happens all the time. And occasionally I wrestle with it myself too. It can really be part of the process. This goes especially for informational content or educational content. And the more complex your content is, um, the trickier this one is. Basically, it's this. When somebody goes to read something that you've written, is it just a whole bunch of information on a page? Like, well, here's a bunch of facts, and then here's more stuff that you need to know. Well, and also you should know this. Um, okay, and there's this too, and here's something else. Um, yeah, and here's something else as well. Uh, this kind of relates to When we're reading something like that, again, there's there's no story. Going back to this idea of it being of having a narrative arc or being like a movie, we our brains are wired for story. And so we're trying to make sense of the information we go. And if you're just throwing a whole bunch of facts or telling your reader a bunch of stuff without a kind of a, a framework or flow to it, then it's going to be very hard for them to really digest it all, to keep reading, to understand and make sense of it. Um, And it's going to read very kind of choppy and and awkward as well. So it's not going to make for a great reading experience or educational experience. So uh, you may have heard me use the word framework framework in there. That is what I'm always looking to do when I'm writing or editing informational content. It's like, well, what's the framework for this? And by framework, I mean um, something like this. So you might start off by saying something to the effect of, okay, here are three things you're going to learn. Oh, like, hey, I know. (laughs) Here are three common writing mistakes that you're going to learn about. I'm going to teach you these three common mistakes and how to avoid them. Okay. Thing number one, thing number two, thing number three, and then uh, a little summary and, and wrap up and final thoughts. That's exactly what I'm doing in this podcast episode. And so you'll notice that I didn't just come here in here and say, Hey, like I'm just going to talk about writing and here's something you should do and this is a thing you shouldn't do. And oh, by the way, I, you know, I, I noticed this sometimes. And no, I provided you with a framework. And before I hopped on here and started recording myself, I thought, okay, what are some things I would like to to tell people to focus on? And I came up with three ideas. So that's a really simple tool that you can use or a kind of framework you can use. I do find that often a list helps, like a list of steps or actions or tips. Maybe it's a series of questions answered. So sort of an FAQ or Q&A type uh, framework. Another thing that you can use is a story. So if you follow my email newsletter, you'll see that i often do this i find a story as a way to start the um the topic i'm going to explore and i do this in content all the time it will sound something like you know here's a story that that happened to me one day and from that i learned xyz and so for you you know dear reader i hope you take away from this xyz you know, so you use the story as a way to start the conversation and then you tie it into a lesson or an idea or the thing that you want people to learn from it and take away from it. So that's another uh, another great way. You can sometimes follow a train of thought. You know, if you're thinking about, well, perhaps you started with a reader question Um, And you answer the question, but then you think, well, hmm, but now they might be thinking, hey, but what about blank? You know, you can bring that up, you know, maybe you use that as a subhead and then explore that a little bit more. Um, That takes a little bit more nuance. Um, The trick there is to really think about what your reader is likely thinking. What do they need to know next? in this story? What question might they have next? What should they do next? So you're really trying to get into the head of your reader and follow the sort of logical flow of their own thinking and understanding process. Another uh, technique I like to use is to identify key takeaways, lessons, key ideas, um, and also to wrap things up with a CTA or a call to action. This doesn't always apply, but often when we're writing, particularly with um, branded content and content that's a bit more educational in nature, think about what you want your reader to do at the end of it. Is there an action they can take? Are there a few action steps you would suggest? What should they do next? Or what is the one thing that you'd like them to reflect on or take away from this? Don't be afraid to call those things out. I do that this all the time you know it's i think it's helpful often when writing to really help your reader along so that they do understand what they're supposed to be learning from this and what they should do and take away from it we're not going to remember everything <laughs> that is for sure so if there's one going back to that one key idea um you know one main point that you really want people to take away don't be afraid to call it out and all of those things will give more of a, a framework to your writing so it's not just a bunch of information. Remember, whenever you've written something, I want you to go back and look at it and say, hey, is there a framework here? Does it feel like it flows? Or if it's just a bunch of information, if the pieces feel too, if those sort of, um, if your paragraphs, I should say, feel too separate or there are too many unrelated ideas, go back and give some more thought to how you could construct it With a stronger, clearer framework. Okay, and on to mistake number three. I call this mistake. What do you mean? So often when we write, we're failing to accurately, clearly communicate what we're actually trying to say. And that's that happens for a couple of reasons. The first is that writing is hard. So actually communicating to somebody else what is in your head is not an easy feat. And the second thing is that I think often we start writing before we actually know exactly what we mean. And that's not a bad thing. I think for many of us, writing is a form of thinking. Um, If you've listened to the podcast episode featuring John Berardi, we get into this a little bit. Uh, writing is thinking and that, you know, that's a good thing to be able to use your writing as a way to work through these big ideas that you're wrestling with and chewing on. Um, So, there's nothing wrong with that unless, of course, you stop writing and editing and refining while your ideas are still in that kind of messy stage where you're not totally clear on it. So if you are telling people what you do for a living, say you're writing about what you do for a living, okay, why? Why do you do do it? And what exactly does that mean when you say that you do that thing? Or if you're telling me that I should do something, well, what exactly is it should I do? And why should I do it? What are the baked in assumptions that you're making or the knowledge that you have? I think about this like logical leaps. How did you get to your conclusion? And most of all, just simply, (laughs) what do you mean? And I've written about this before. And some of my clients, if you're listening, you're going to recognize this. I will just ask them. I'll ask my clients, "Mm what do you mean? Just tell me what you want to say. Just tell me what you want to say. Don't worry about how it sounds or anything else. And they will just, you know, just spill it all out. Well, it's like this, blah, blah, blah. And so often the the words that they use in our casual conversation are the exact words that we needed. It's like, great, my work is easy. I can just uh, exactly take what you just told me and like pretty much... (laughs) We'll use it and run with that and maybe clean it up a little bit. And so something is happening in the process where maybe we're trying too hard to sound smart or we're overcomplicating it, or uh, we just didn't have the freedom to just express ourselves directly. But there's often something missing in writing where we just say what we mean. Just say it. And if you are struggling with this, a couple of tips um, is when you are reading your writing, first of all, make sure it's totally clear. And that can mean bringing another person or two or three into it to make sure that what you're saying is clear to them. Ask them to poke holes. If you really care about it, ask them to poke holes. Ask them to say... To, to ask questions about anything they don't totally understand or feel a little bit confused by or unsure of. You can also help uh, help make the, the work easier for the reader by saying things like, in other words, it's like in Star Trek, you know when they would say, if you, if you ever watched The Next Generation, And they would say uh, a whole bunch of kind of techno babble that was made up. And then somebody like Jordy would say, Oh, you mean it's like turning on a microwave? They would give a really kind of basic, simple analogy for it. You can kind of think about it like that. Like, what is the analogy? Um, And actually, going back to the podcast episode that featured John Berardi, um, he also brought up a a great example that way of, of saying to yourself, What is this like? This thing that I'm trying to describe, what else is it like? So, if you're trying to communicate something, how easy and quick and quickly can the reader understand what you're talking about and get the point? If you are using a lot of different concepts in a short span of time, things that require you to explain. Then the reader can find themselves trying to do, you know, all these—I don't know—this gymnastics analogy, of like you know, jumps and tricks and things to try to keep up with you. Ideally, there's just a clear path, and your reader just has to walk along the path. And if they follow your path, then they understand. They go from point A to point B. But if you've got a lot of side routes and ups and downs and awkward places that they have to try to follow and leaps they've got to make and jumps and all this, then you're more likely to lose them. And that isn't to say that you should dumb things down or avoid the nuance or the complexity in your work. And often ideas are complicated and they can be technical and there's lots of things to unpack and explain. But as we go, we need to try to make that path as easy as possible for people to follow. And again, we can do that by using phrases like in other words and using analogies and just clearly saying in a to the point manner what we are trying to say. And we can do that also by some of the other tips that I've mentioned so far by having a clear framework and by having a clear thesis or key point that we're trying to make. At the end of the day, it's all about your reader and are they understanding it? Are they getting it? Can you take them where they need to go? That is really the point at the end of the day. So I hope this is helpful. I hope it gets you thinking about some things that you might do a little bit differently. Again, not just to avoid mistakes, but for your own ease and satisfaction as well. It can feel like, oh, there's a lot to learn here or do better or do differently. But my hope is that this can also help you see that Not every piece itself has to be the ultimate in expression, that there are plenty of different ways that you can express yourself. The more opportunities you give yourself, the more chances you will have to communicate easier and better and bring those many ideas that you have to the world in ways that people are really going to get and understand. So, I think actually, if you adopt some of these techniques and work to address some of these issues, if you've got them, then in time your work will become not only better, but easier and more fun too. So, that's it for today. Thank you again for listening. I appreciate all of my listeners. If you liked this episode and any of the others, I would really appreciate it if you could rate and review for example if you are listening on apple podcasts um, please give me a honest review and uh rate the podcast and share with friends so thank you again and i will see you on the next episode thanks for listening to the storytelling with heart podcast want to turn your thoughts into leadership and your ideas into words that make a difference Find me and discover more free resources at www.camiledeputter.com. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe to my email newsletter, where I share stories, free tools, and other storytelling guidance. And never forget, your story matters.